This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. In a world where every conversation is about what movie or TV show you've just seen, this is Never Seen It. Comedians rewriting famous movies and TV shows they've never seen. Hey everybody, on today's episode, it is Troy Walker has never seen Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, a movie I only uh, think about with all the before and afters we've written. But this is Troy. He was on last week, guesting with Chris. Now he's here. He's so funny. Comedian, originally from Denver, in Los Angeles now. This is great. We get a lot of games in this one. We get to continue the hanging out with Chris and Troy. But this is Troy Walker has never seen Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, If you're into the pod, this that you're listening to, I hope you are, I guess, if you're listening. We're on Discord now. You can come hang out. we got a before and after robot. It's fun. You can come play around. Find us on Instagram or Twitter. And uh, find the link. They've got the links there in our bios on that thing. So follow us on there. Thank you for listening. we got some new merch, some stickers. If you basically say you won the dad game, they're very fun. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, for those as well. Thank you for listening. This is Troy Walker has never seen Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, thank you so much. Find us online. Let, you know, I hope everyone's well. All right, everybody. This is Never Seen It. I'm your host, Kyle Ayers. This is the podcast where comedians rewrite famous movies and TV shows they've never seen before. I am not tired of the intro. It's just as fresh as it's always been. Uh, having this is the beginnings <laughs> of podcasts a farce at this point. Yeah. I think we can all agree. I think you should pre-record that. I, re- I pre-record a totally separate intro. Oh, okay. Never that, mind. I do that all on my own, and then I just do like this here we are with everybody thing. Uh, it's like I'll plug your guys' stuff and talk about who you are and okay. what, what script you do. That all goes in the completely – because Sweet. I found that I wasn't doing it because it's very uncomfortable to do a long intro in front of the guest. Yes, right. it is. Um, and and uh, today, having never seen Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, is Troy Walker. Troy, thank you for being here. Thank you for having um, me. Tr- and also here with us, Chris Sharpentier. You heard that. Chris has uh, so we've been hanging out. We just we read Chris's script. We talked about movies. We talked about comedies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Is a movie I have heard the title to twenty million times, yep. and I have no idea what it's about. Same. It could be a comedy, <laughs> for all I know. I have no. I know it's not, but it could be. Troy, I, mean, I would say you've you've probably seen more movies, especially prestigious movies, than most of the people who come on this show. I, I watch a lot of movies. Like, I actually did that. Um, have you ever done the AFI 
like it's like a test where you can check off it's like the best 100 movies of all time and you oh, can and check it tells off you which, which harry potter house you're in or whatever no 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 <laughs> <laughs> no but like it's just like a checklist and you just check them as you scroll down the thing you check them and then uh, it'll be like yeah. you've seen 65 of the 100 best movies of all time yeah. yeah um i've seen i think i've seen like 55 really Jesus. i would say we're probably hovering at a 20 average on this and mm. leonard malton has done the podcast and we're our average is still at 20 <laughs> do you know what i mean and he's seen 107 <laughs> of the 100 afi top movies yeah um he he skewed our having seen pretty high but after him i would say there's a uh a, a, a gap and then you are right in the next group of people i've wow. seen a lot of them it was it was like an effort to be like well what's like something that's famous that i haven't seen yeah that was like, uh, and I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you the first. The most thing I know about M- Mr. Smith goes to Washington is the before and after Mr. and Mrs. Smith go to Washington that I wrote. Um, <laughs> that's about nice. it. That that's the extent of what I know about it. Yeah. Um, don't even I, couldn't tell you what decade it came out. Like nope. it's very weird. This you, you could literally. I have no idea. I think that's it came out in the thirties. Really? And, yeah. Whoa. And I know. <laughs> and I know that. Uh, and this it's almost someone, those again. Yeah, so I was like, so I was telling Kyle, like, it's Jimmy Stewart. I know Jimmy Stewart plays Mr. Smith. I'm okay. pretty sure he's, like, the idea, just a, from what I've, like, absorbed through, you know, osmosis of paying attention to things through my life. Yeah, they it's talk just about sort this of, in Osmosis Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think that he's, like, uh, the idea is that he's, like, Oh, just like a regular guy who becomes a congressperson. And so he is a good person who ends up in Washington surrounded (laughs) by people who fish out of water thing. Yeah. Is that he's good. And then everybody else is bad. And he kind of like points out how bad Congress uh, is. So I looked at my thinking. This came out in 1939, and he was a regular guy. We think this is the thing. He's a regular dude who goes – you know who else was a regular dude who became president? Truman. You know what he did? Nuked a country. (laughs) They asked for it. (laughs) (laughs) The regular guy accidentally became president. I don't know if you guys know how Truman became president. He was a nobody who was forced into the Senate as a nobody because everyone liked him because he's normal. And then he was like, yeah. everyone hated the vice president. And, and so, and then FDR doesn't <laughs> leave office. They give him a new vice president. And then FDR ha- apparently had been sitting down for 11 years. And <laughs> yeah, Truman FDR becomes president because he can stand up. And then what does he do now that we got a guy who can walk over to the button, he pushes it. That was always why <laughs> FDR didn't. <laughs> the button was just out of his they reach. Had- he had to push yeah. it. He had to push the button. <laughs> what are you going to do? Look, I love Truman irrationally because he he's from three minutes away from where I, I grew up in Missouri. Yeah. Like he's the, that he's, means that you could be president, Kyle. No, because you can't have two from the same town. Uh, <laughs> Is that a rule? You know what's you, you have to be 35 and you, you can't be, 35. be from the same place. Yeah, right. It's called one. double double town dirty. You know what I think is interesting? <laughs> what I think is interesting about Truman is the story of when he found out that FDR was dead. Do you know the story? No, I have what, this, did he uh, hit, did the he e-book hit him in about the head it. with a silver no. hammer. So, so, no, so, so Truman had like barely even met FDR. Like he barely even been in his presence, you know? 
They were just like, you know, it was back when the vice president was still very much like a nothing job. And yeah. so, you know, FDR goes, oh, you're the new guy? Great. And eh, nice to meet you. Get the fuck out of my face. And then rolls. So then Truman's like hanging out in like a bar in Washington. He's like sitting. He's like sitting in like this bar that all these like uh, people like to go to, you know, get steaks and old fashions. And they, he's just right, kind of like where you might out. see a House of Reps guy. Like yeah, just yeah. like so, like a like the the low level fame Washington famous type of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's like hanging out and he's just sitting there. And then uh, somebody goes, uh, "Hey, uh, there's a call for you. The White House is looking for you." And Truman's like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> they, go, they go, "Yeah, you got to get over there." And he's like, "All right." He, he he's like, "What?" But he's freaked out because he's like, "They never asked for me. They never want me for anything. They never said anything." He's like, what? And so he's kind of like, oh, I'm, gonna, I'm going to meet FDR. I'm going to see. He's like, space. And then he gets there, and uh, Eleanor Roosevelt comes out and goes, uh, so he's dead, and you're president now. And he's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, shit. He like, I picture him still having like his steak sauce on a napkin tucked yeah, in his. his got, <laughs> like, like a lobster bib. <laughs> so. Eleanor Roosevelt is just like, so uh, my husband's dead, and there is a map to treasure in that desk right there. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but what's so? But that's one of the things that's so interesting. It kind of was like that because they didn't tell him about the nuclear program. Right. So they, so he didn't know. So they go, so here's the thing. Um, FDR's dead. You're president now. And also, there's this thing we've been trying to build. We're not sure if it works yet. Right. But if it does... Uh, it could be really good it's or like, really bad. It's like they finally <laughs> they finally plugged in the little brother's controller and he just started button mashing. Like they were like, okay, <laughs> you've been playing the game without the quarters in the machine. We're going to pop some in and then he just button mashes and freezes Scorpion and shatters him on the other side. Like, yeah, no, no, no. We, you can just look at it. <laughs> like they literally go, so here's, he's just like this dude from Missouri and they literally go, so uh, we... We figured out a way to blow up the world, we think. We got to test it real fast. Here's the thing about testing it. Small chance, really small, might vaporize the entire atmosphere. Yeah. And he's like, okay. (laughs) Then they they test it, and they go, great. So it works. Didn't vaporize the atmosphere. And he's like, whew, that's good. <laughs> he's, ex- he, he's sweating still so he's excited about that he's like didn't vaporize yeah. my sweat yeah so then they go they go so uh uh you know so we're preparing to invade uh mainland japan we think there could be a million casualties or you could maybe blow them up and he goes why well, we should maybe do that one <laughs> i mean he was like the og w puppet president like he, truly yeah. there were no decisions he was making that weren't just wildly influenced by people who put him there just in case they could wildly <laughs> influence don't get me wrong everyone from missouri is perfect and flawless and it definitely wasn't a, a, there's nothing says uh good decision like nothing says you're a pushover quite like being the state that couldn't decide which side of the civil war they cared about more. Uh, (laughs) That's how little they wanted to commit to something. And Truman is like a, 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 you know, a small incumbent, like he's, he's all that in, in one thing where he's like, I don't know. What do people, what do you think? What do you guys think? And like, it's your choice. And he's like, Oh man, that's good. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I know that it's my choice. 
I was wondering what you would do if you were me. Right, it's yeah, like asking kind of... Caleb Sinan what bar you should go to. He's like, ah, I don't care. Uh, you know, we can go to any of them. <laughs> if everyone's yeah. there, I just want to be there if everyone's there. Yeah. <laughs> Truman's like, I mean, um, yeah, sure. Let's uh, desegregate the military. That's it. Yeah, why, why let's do that? At two militaries, <laughs> who wouldn't want two? Um, <laughs> yeah, let's, let's desegregate it. I think we desegregate it. What did FDR then, do? All right. What do you think he would have done? WWFDRD. WWFDRD. What would Franklin Dellen Doctor do? What would Franklin Doctor do? That's fucking right. You heard me. Um, let's make, let's let's talk a little bit about. So, Mr. Smith band. goes to Washington. Sorry, every man. Go ahead and let us know who will be playing in your script here for Mr. Okay. Smith goes to Washington. So, I I wrote this in part with Sharpentier in mind. So, Chris, you're playing Mr. Smith. It'd be so funny okay. if you're like, I wrote this partially with Chris in mind. So, Chris, you will be playing Waiter. <laughs> <laughs> and, Kyle, I think you can take the rest of them. Let's roll. <laughs> Interior, dead waiter's dumb dead funeral. <laughs> oh, that's great. The waiter was stabbed in the face by his Troy Walker. But everyone, but exterior Troy Walker's parade for killing the stupid fucking waiter. <laughs> Everyone's cheering him on. Oh, that's great. Um, uh, so Chris, here's Mr. Yeah. Smith, and great. then um, Kyle, you're going to be driver, and right. also Mitch McConnell. Ah, the and, big two. Uh, and uh, I'm going to read this, the stage directions. Easy enough. That sounds or, great. Is there any, uh, do I need any motivation or any sort of... Actually, direction? you're just, you're happy to be there. Uh, oh, actually... Hey, that's me all the time. I'm just happy to be here. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's, that's, I think that's good casting and uh, we can do it. Just right. here, tell me when you're ready. Whenever you're ready. Uh, Troy Walker has never seen Mr. Smith goes to Washington, but here is his script. Interior, Reagan National Airport. A man exits the jetway of a Southwest Airlines flight direct from Grand Junction, Colorado. He's wearing a white T-shirt, shorts, hiking sandals, a straw hat, and a mask. That's how we know he's decent. Around his neck is a camera. That's how we know he's kind of old. This is Mr. Smith. Mr. Smith smiling as he looks out at the sights. Ah, Washington. I finally made it. Mr. Smith walks through the airport as official Washington busies itself past him. There's government hot interns of all types. Some wear red and others wear blue. They are all carrying coffee and frantically scrolling Twitter. We see a man holding a placard which says Mr. Smith on it. Mr. Smith beelines for this guy. I'm Mr. Smith. Put her there. Mr. Mr. Smith spits in his hand and frantically shakes the man's hand. <laughs> the man, disgusted, wipes his hand on a minority gentleman sleeping at the gate. <laughs> nice to meet you, Mr. Smith. I'm your driver. I'll be taking you directly to Mr. McConnell. The entire party is excited to meet you. Interior, exterior, black car, day. We are treated to a montage of Washington, D.C. while Freebird plays. (laughs) On the way to the Capitol building, Mr. Smith takes pictures with his big honking camera the whole time 
and the view changes with each shot he takes. Also, he has the flash on in the car. The parking terminal at the airport, flash. The traffic leaving the airport, flash. Arlington National Cemetery. I think of, I mean, this is, I'm going to stop. I think about this every time someone takes a stupid flash photo at a stupid fucking Chiefs game. I'm like, are you really lighting up the stadium? <laughs> It's daytime. (laughs) Okay, sorry. Can you give me a little lead in there again? Right, right, right. Also, he has the flash on the car. The parking terminal at the airport. Flash. The traffic leaving the airport. Flash. Arlington National Cemetery. You know, that was Robert E. Lee's house before the war. The Union seized it and turned it into our nation's most famous cemetery. It's a somber place. Hallowed ground. It's where our nation's best who gave their best hopefully find peace. And the gratitude of their country. Dang. Flash, flash, flash. The montage continues. The Lincoln Memorial, flash. The Washington Monument, flash. The White House, flash. Mr. Smith, eyes blaring. Stop! The driver smashes on the brakes and grabs the gun from inside his coat pocket. He looks around, attempting to see a threat, but only sees Mr. Smith frantically climbing out of the car and running through traffic at... The driver puts his head down and sighs. Cut to interior black car. Later, we see Mr. Smith in the back of the car, double-fisting funnel cakes and smiling from ear to ear. I mean, I never heard of food served off the truck before. I've heard served off a wagon, sure. I've heard served food served off a buggy. I've heard served off a trailer too, sure. Food. Ser- yeah, no. there were a lot of those in town. That that was just a few. On some streets, when Congress is in session, you're going to see dozens. Mister Smith pausing in wonder. Dang! Imagine a thing like that. I mean. I have food served off a bicycle, and I have food served off an ATV. The driver begins to roll the class divider up between him and Mr. Smith. <laughs> food served off a Toyota Tercel, sure. I heard it. <laughs> Cut two. Interior, exterior. Congress, day. The driver pulls up at the U.S. Congress building. He gets out and walks a gawking Mr. Smith up the steps. They pass statues and Congress people, all of whom Mr. Smith, with funnel cake on his face, snaps flash photos of, nearly blinding Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> the two head down a hall before approaching a big black door at the end of a hall. There are gargoyles on it, and a light seem and light seems to die in its shadow. Wait here. Ah, Captain. Mr. Smith continues snapping pictures of everything he sees as the driver tentatively approaches the door. He briefly knocks. A growling voice with a slight lilting twang emerges in response. The doors creak and hiss and begin to open slowly. No light emerges, but bats fly out and frogs scurry past the feet of the driver as he turns to Mr. Smith. Now. Mr. Smith takes in the scene as he slowly approaches the door, still holding his camera. He takes in the door, the darkness, the still-flying bats, the smell of of the death of legislation. Mr. Smith apprehensively. Dang. (laughs) Sometimes you got to let actors act. (laughs) Sorry. That's great. That was perfect. (laughs) He, He snaps a photo. 
As the two men walk forward into the abyss, we see only the glint of red in the distance. As they get closer, we begin to clearly see a foreboding desk surrounded by cages in which dark, (laughs) hopeless forms quake. On the desk is a placard reading Leader McConnell. Interior, McConnell's office, day, sort of. The two men... The two men approach the desk as a chair wheels around. As the light in the room rises, we see the foreboding form of Senate Majority Leader Mitch Ain't Nobody Voting McConnell. (laughs) Behind him is a massive Confederate flag. On his desk are the bones of Marco Rubio. Ted Cruz weeps silently from one of the cages to the right. McConnell, all Kentucky and shit. What is the Kentucky? Who's like Foghorn Leghorn? You're McConnell. I okay. I know. I'm just trying yeah. to get in. Now I say, I say, I say. Who has awakened my slumber? I have done as you asked, Dark Lord. I have brought the newest elected Republican from the state of Colorado. Ah, yes, the representative from the Western Slope. Thank you for coming to see me. Mr. Smith step, steps forward, spits in his hand, and extends it to McConnell. <laughs> Mr. Smith, tentatively. Put, 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 her, put her there? I'm Mr. Smith, and I'm from the great state of Colorado, and, 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 and even greater Grand Junction. Well, we just call it the junk. There's no need for such pleasantries, Mr. Smith. He's evolving into Jabba. <laughs> uh, I know very well who you are. But tell me again, what was your platform? Why did your fellow square staters decide to send you to me? Mr. Smith is excited by the chance to return to his stump speech and begins to recite it as he did on the campaign trail. Well, sir, I'm just a simple boy from the western slope of Colorado. And I do such things as the folks here value. Well, we like our guns and our skiing are skiing with guns. <laughs> McConnell begins to smile. But also, we believe in treating folks fairly and, and not getting caught up in the silly fights between uh, parties in Washington. McConnell's visage begins to grow dim. We believe in left alone and Fox News and general mild racism. Also meth, but I ain't run on that. <laughs> McConnell looks at the man quizzically. The Colorado State Republican Party voted for you because you like treating folks fairly? Ha <laughs> shucks, no. They voted for me because I once hit a moose with my dirt bike. <laughs> my opponent attacked me on a fair thing, and I won on a straight anti-moose vote. <laughs> I see, I see, I see, I see, I see. Let me ask you, what was your first name again? It's, uh, uh Mr., sir. God damn it. <laughs> your name? Your name is Mr. Smith. Well, why, yes, sir. See, my daddy was a. I had a hunting dog named Mr. And- Silence! <laughs> he takes a piece of fruit and feeds it to Ted Cruz, still weeping in his cage. McConnell, McConnell to Cruz. Soon, 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 yes, soon. Then turning back to Mr. Smith. What is it you hope to accomplish here, Mr. Mr. Smith? Accomplish? Why did you come here? Oh, well, sir, 
See, th this fella at the airport had a sign with my name on it, so... I mean, why did you want to come to Washington? Is there anything you want? Well, yeah, it was sort of on a dare, so I didn't really think that hard about it. <laughs> I, guess, I guess good stuff. At this, McConnell's face darkens again. Go odd stuff. You want to do go odd stuff? Do you know where you are? I picture he can't say good. Like it's like impossible <laughs> no. for him to, to say he's, he doesn't understand the word structure. Yeah, he's never actually said the word right. out loud. He's seen it written. Right. <laughs> uh, I I didn't catch the street names, so I. Don't... You are in my domain. You are but a lowly Congress critter that I have given more time to than you're worth. This is the only time you will see me. Ask me one favor, and I will do my best to grant it in return for unbroken loyalty to the Republican Party. Now, what do you want? Uh, I really like those funnel cakes. Funnel cakes? You're going to fit in just fine. So fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to end it. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What's up, folks? Uh, taking an ad out on my own podcast just so I can let you know about, uh, once again, these upcoming dates I have for my Hard to Say show. March 22nd, I'm in Denver. March 24th, I'm in Boulder, Colorado. And March 27th, Fort Collins, Colorado, if you're there, if you know anyone there, it would mean the world to me if you let people know about this. Uh, I'm going to be doing more shows as well. Seattle, Portland, Santa Cruz, Bay Area, look out for that. But if, if you could please let people know the 22nd, 24th, and 27th, I'm going to be in Denver, Boulder, and Fort Collins doing comedy about my experience living with trigeminal neuralgia, uh, a.k.a. suicide disease. This is a show I've been working out. Uh, for a while, that that has been extremely fulfilling and uh, wonderful, uh, you know, despite not being good feeling physically. Um, you know, I know I harp about it a lot and all this stuff going on with my medical situation. This has been sort of my coping and my reason for continuing. So I have, uh, uh, I'm excited to finally do it somewhere else other than Los Angeles. So please, if you're in Denver, Boulder, Fort Collins, go to kyleayers.com slash shows, K-Y-L-E-A-Y-E-R-S.com slash shows. Uh, I have a mailing list you can sign up for there as well. It'll let you know when I'm in your area. That's the best stuff you could do to possibly support me would be that sort of thing there. Thank you very much. Um, I hope this was a, I hope I uploaded this ad properly to my own show. Well, that's just the first scene. Now, you don't understand. Oh, I mean, okay. it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's going places. The rest gotcha. of, our, the rest of right. it is him fitting in just fine. I, I can for <laughs> that, at least. 
Yeah, I man, I wish I could get in. Fit, I wish I could fit in for loving funnel cake. You know, when I was in Boy like, Scouts, uh, people seem to not like sitting around me when I eat funnel cake. I love. <laughs> I worked at a funnel cake booth as a Boy Scout, mm. and they would do it. You just have to keep making them, you know, because people yeah. come so fast. But if it, the food rules, if it sat out for more than like four minutes, you couldn't sell it because mm-hmm. of health Hello. code. So we would eat every one at four oh one, and so until. I don't know if I would still have it, but I have terrible reactions to the smell of funnel cakes. Ooh, I can I can get that for sure. But I would still eat one. You know what's weird <laughs> is that I think the only time I ever actually ate funnel cakes, and maybe Troy, you'll uh, find this familiar, is at Waterworld, which mm-hmm. is a water park in Colorado, okay. uh, where we grew up. And uh, it's kick-ass water park, by the way. Yeah, it was great. Uh, it's killer. Um but it was the only time I ever had it. So I also equate eating funnel cake with like dripping water on top of the powdered <laughs> sugar on top and having it turn into like yeah, weird it's too mud. hot. It's chlorinated. Yeah, chlorinated like yeah. water like that like who can't yes. figure out anything, including how to dry your hand before you eat yeah. food. Thousands of children have been in that water. Oh, there, was like, there, was a, there was a couple of water parks in Kansas City. One was called Oceans of Fun. It was like the Six Flags oh, nice. side. But, but the crappy one was called Super Splash USA, which literally <laughs> sounds crappier. You know it really I mean? does. It doesn't. It doesn't. Oceans of Fun references water. Super Splash USA literally sounds like a street. It sounds and like a car wash. It, Super Splash of, USA yeah. sounds like the R is going to be backwards on the sign. Right. <laughs> oh, but have you been to Duper Splash? And uh, it the the water there felt like the inside of a used band aid. Do you know what I mean? It was like it wasn't clean. It all everything's uh, texture yeah, there yeah. was like the backside of a padding of a band aid that grazes oh, your yes. leg in your friend's pool. Ugh. Like it was all very. All the tubes didn't yeah. have enough water to go down them really quickly, so they were like, "Stick to the middle, or you're gonna burn." And you're like, "These what? I'm sorry." <laughs> you heard me. They kick you down. Right. It, there's. It, it, I think because if someone it. pitched water parks now, they would never get made. No. If there had never been water parks, and someone was like, "I have an idea," you know the danger of an amusement park, and people are like, "Yes," They're like you know the danger of drowning, and people are like, "Look, we let you in the meeting." <laughs> where where, where is no, this no. going, you freak? I know. And then they're like, "All right, we combine all the danger of drowning with all the danger of an amusement park, and throw in the supervision of underpaid teens." <laughs> That's what I was just gonna say. Well, who's in charge? Your kid, sir. <laughs> who who has to pay the most attention to make sure toddlers don't die? Oh, the horniest among us. Yeah. So uh, how do you how do you get on these rides? Oh, it's great. You're gonna climb up the slipperiest oh, of services. Don't worry. Don't worry. You're climb up slippery wet ladders. We found wet all of the we found all of the petrified wood left in the entire world. It's, it, it's slipperier than a KFC chicken bone, and you climb up it in the sun after having just got out of a pool. Uh, oh, if, and if Absolutely. you get hurt on the way up, you're just sort of in purgatory. <laughs> <laughs> 
But don't worry, because as soon as you get off of that, you get onto this flaming hot asphalt that you can walk right. across. No, shoes are not allowed. Don't even think right. about it, oh, you yeah. son of a bitch. And also, to, athlete's foot. and also to make sure we don't get sued, we've gone ahead and really, really made that concrete spiky. You know, it's all real, it's all real sharp. <laughs> right. It's going to feel like you're running on upside down cleats. <laughs> yeah, like, the whole time. And, and uh, nobody will fight or anything because everyone's terrified to fall on it. Oh, and once a year we let dogs be our only customers so we can go viral. <laughs> oh, is there, a, is there a place to eat? Oh, you bet there is. We've got the shittiest picnic tables. <laughs> and they're right over there. But you have to reserve them. Oh, we'll have more seating when the next prison closes. <laughs> Oh man, that's good. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Water I miss comedy fun. so much. I miss water yeah. That, parks. I've always thought of Dude, like yeah. There was there was a, that water park. Suit. Worlds of Fun and, and Oceans of Fun were like sister parks. Like Worlds of Fun was the amusement mm-hmm. park, and Ocean of Fun was the and sure, Worlds sure. of Fun would tried to be like world themed. I may have mm-hmm. talked about this in the podcast. Poor, I'm not sure. You talked so, about it on my podcast. Oh, I did. That's right. That's, that's right. Yeah, I, that's I knew great. I talked. It's so weird, Troy. This theme park was like Welcome to Asia. <laughs> All of the rides here are Asian. And you go, like, what? And they're like, that's right. This one's called the Orient Express. And you're like, what? And, and, and every ride's, you know how there's like safety, like please keep your hands and feet inside the ride. Every ride was done by some horrible accent. Like everyone, I mean, it would be like, dun, 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 dun. And then it's like clearly some white person doing a... What what doing like like breakfast at Tiffany's would tell you to tone this back. That Yikes. would be like the type of accent that they were doing, telling you to keep your hands and feet in, and then you would go. It's insane. Now I think everything is just America, like Patriot. The strike the rides are called like the Patriot and the Eagle, and like that. They something happened. But Dude, for you know a while, what? you're just like this is this. It felt bad and racist when I was three. You know what's fun about all that stuff though is the amount of shit that like was like that when you were a kid. That you'll be thinking about now, you'll be like, I can't believe they used to let us do that. Like, Chris, did you ever go to Big Fun? Do you remember Big Fun? In We've Denver? got a lot of Denver uh, listeners, fun. too. Like, Denver, we got a ton of people who will know what you're really? talking about. Interesting. Dude. No, I don't remember going to Big Fun, but I do remember going to Fantastic Nathan's. I don't remember that. Damn. Dude, but, okay, those, bo- well, those both sound like the competing diners in Back to the Future. <laughs> <laughs> so, wait, Chris, do you remember, yeah. you remember Celebrity Sports Center, though, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, so Big Fun was right by it, and it was like it was like one of those places where kids would have parties, but it was there. just yeah. I went there. I know it was what you're the talking shit, about sure. and I was talking with Steve about this the other day. Uh, our friend Steve AJ, and uh, one of the I will never forget it. They had a tower. It was like a rubber band tower, and it was like it was a whole tower, and every it was. It, Every level exactly of it what you're talking about. was set up with strips of rubber, and you yep. could climb between them. And it was like high, and every floor of it was like you could bounce back, bounce up and down on this. And it was just like kids. It was like a, something out of an episode of The Simpsons or something. They were just like, yeah, just go ahead. Where you just throw energetic kids to wear them out. Yeah, just like go let the kids and then climb, and they can climb up in this thing, and it's all rubber and bounce around or whatever, and it has, you know, sides on it. So it's just like this, like, nobody can even see you in there. You're just like, like, it was... 
one of the f- most fun I, things I've ever done in my life. It's and crazy I still they think ever let. It it's crazy they ever let McDonald's play places exist. It's crazy they ever let un, you know Dude, what I mean. Just yeah. well, there's no. There was a thing, a uh, gymnastics training center in in where I grew up called the Great American Gymnastics Express, and they like would have like Olympian, like they're like. Like it's not like the one in the war in the United States, mm-hmm. but it's like the funnel to go to that. Like it's a huge, but like once a week, it was just for five bucks you can drop your kid off and they can play on everything. And you're like, this awesome. is dangerous. It's so, awesome. <laughs> it's so awesome. They're like, let's put the toddlers on a balance beam, mm-hmm. and it's just like pummel horses, <laughs> and you're just like playing on everything. You can play on that everything, rules. and it's it was so dope. But you just like you left with a sprained ankle. Every time, because you know who else mm-hmm. does? Olympians. They are they practice <laughs> on it. They get hurt, and there's like one teenager texting, watching the whole thing. <laughs> and they're just no, they're like, oh yeah, play on the trapeze, go on the rings, the thing that your head can fit inside. Go on the <laughs> ring, go on the t- go on the tiny perma noose that we have hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, there's like so much of that stuff where you think about it, and you go like, God, it seems like that probably wasn't. It feels but like we the hit the peak like, of like we hit the peak of like uh, dangerous technology and lack of supervision met. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. our parents and our grandparents had no supervision, but what are you going to get hurt hitting that hoop down the street with a stick? No, yeah. right. And it was like, <laughs> and now you just don't do anything. Yeah, now you can't like, but like I don't know that they would. I remember thinking a ball pit felt dangerous when I was a kid. Like being like, that seems like I could maybe get. Right, you're like, Do I, does there. my leg keep brushing metal? Do you know what I mean? Like, what am I finding under here? For sure. Um, yeah. And I definitely remember I've had more than one conversation of somebody now as an adult who's like, oh yeah, I took a shit in one of those when I was a kid. <laughs> I mean, I don't like... even blame kids. You don't want to leave. You don't want to complain. Totally. Sometimes Absolutely. you got to poop. Um, you write a whole book about it. Everyone does it. Um, all right. We got, so we, we played last time with Chris. We played a little bit before and afters. We are going to run it back for one more round of before Before and afters. afters. So we remember how they work. There's two movies smushed into one. I will read you the smushed together movie plot. You read me the smushed together movie title. Uh, we know they can go together all sorts of ways. It's not just portmentos. It's not just clean if that makes sense they're all Mm -hmm. dirty uh here we go number one a legendary children's television performer Uh, you know what i want to do this one last there's a little tease of the number three let's do these other two first here we go number one to rebel against his alien overlords in the year 3000 a man builds a baseball diamond in his cornfield to play baseball with his dead dad battle it's got i think it's battlefield earth and field of dreams. Field so of dreams. So Battlefield battle. of dreams. Nice. <laughs> Battlefield of dreams. People can't see I it listening, but you guys are Earth. so casually confident right now. <laughs> Chris, like, oh, I love yeah. it. You guys, like, we played this, and so we got it. All right, number two. Okay. I feel like we've got we've gotten four in a row. Better and better. There's been yeah. You guys are killing it. A volatile athlete's rage leads to victories, but struggles in life, especially when a seductive fan pursues him and the rookie he's supposed to mentor. Uh oh. Fucking jinx the Sharpie. Uh, this one's tough. The, a, these, I a wrote volatile these. A volatile athlete. athlete's rage leads to victories, but struggles in life. Especially when a seductive fan pursues him and the rookie he's supposed to mentor. 
Maybe the first one's The Wrestler. And I guess he's not that volatile. No, I feel like... Um, they both have to do with sports. Yep, which is right up my alley. It should be, goddammit. I feel like uh, the, the first, the natural, potentially... Uh, a volatile athlete's rage leads to victories, but struggles in life. Especially when a seductive fan pursues him and the rookie he's supposed to be mentoring. Seductive fan pursues him. Raging Bull Durham. Raging Bull Durham. Holy shit. Out of nowhere. Wow. I knew it. Wow. Shark Man's here. Coming through in the clutch. Let's see if we can get this last one. This is maybe the most a title has ever been forced together on the history of this show. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) A legendary children's television performer agrees to be the subject of a magazine profile written by a journalist who in investigates American culture while in his pursuit of Pamela Anderson. Okay, read that one more time, please. I, I, I can, but I will try. A legendary <laughs> children's television performer agrees to be the subject of a magazine profile written by a journalist who investigates American culture while in his pursuit of Pamela Anderson. Uh, is the first one Death to Smoochie? No. Mr. Rogers, maybe? Yeah, that's what I was thinking was Mr. Rogers. Okay, so but it's what Mr. was that movie called? Ooh. Oh, no. Was it called Welcome? No. Won't You Be My Neighbor? Something like that? Nope. Uh, it is something like that. Welcome to the Neighborhood? Is that Mr. right? Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood? All right, I'll tell you. It is called A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Okay. Okay, Beautiful Combine Day. It. Mm-hmm. Pamela Anderson. She was in a movie called Barbed Wire. I remember that. Yeah. Beautiful neighborhood. Or it could be pursuit of journalist in pursuit of Pamela Anderson. Oh, come on. I feel like there's a... Okay, what movies did Pamela Anderson do? She did Barbed Wire. She did Baywatch. Uh... I feel like there's a movie kind of like uh, Saving Silverman type of comedy of a person who is like obsessed with her and then they finally meet her and it's not that big of a deal. And I can't remember what that movie is called. Oh, and it's for yeah. sure the one that that is, is a plot that is kind of the linear plot to a movie that no one remembers that that's the plot. But it's it's a it's a comedy, but I wouldn't say it's like Saving Silverman. No, I do remember. It's almost like uh, it's a, it lives in that same kind of world of like the girl next door and shit mm-hmm. like. Right. Like it's mm. like almost they're like almost like kids who are pursuing her. Right. No, I say journalist. It's a journalist who investigates American culture while he is in pursuit of her. I know I've seen this movie. And you they... both have seen this movie. I guarantee you, you both seen. Or do you want to know the answer? God damn it! Yeah. We are I looking do. for a beautiful day in the neighbor at hood. Oh, Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> that is such a fucking stretch, dude. God damn. <laughs> What? Oh man, for sure that's the movie though. I was like, right. "What is that movie?" I know there's right. a movie. 
where she's oh, like yeah. the focus, but it's not. It ends but up being like, such a small part of the movie. Dude, yeah. I completely forgot so that Borat funny. is just trying to meet Pamela Anderson. I completely yeah. forgot that that's part of the thing. Fuck, that's a good one, dude. Good that's work, Kyle. Oh, oh, very funny. All right, guys, we got a game Brutal. we play here that is called Build the Perfect Movie. This might be a new game for both of you. I'm not sure if you played it before. How Build the Perfect Movie works is I will give you a category. You will have to pick two movies. You're competing against each other. Two movies each from that category. Trying to uh, get a combined Rotten Tomatoes score as close to 100 as possible without going over. Does that make sense? You'll pick two. So let's say your category was Robin Williams movies. If you picked Happy Feet and RV, that's a 76 and a 24. That would add up to 100. That would be a perfect movie. So you're trying to build the perfect movie. Uh, Chris, or uh, no, Troy, you'll pick first. Troy, you'll pick first. Chris will pick second. We'll review the scores, and then you can pick your your second movie according. Does that make sense? Okay. Yep. So I'm going to play a little loop here for us in the background. Um, I got these new headphones. It sounds great. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I would say what we're trying to build today is the perfect drama. We will start very vague. You're trying to build the perfect drama. So, uh, Troy, you pick one drama. Chris, you pick the second. We'll review our scores, and then we'll see where we're at. Can I ask one question? Of course. What happens if you if the first movie you pick has a hundred percent score? Then you have to pick a zero. You can't go over. Price is right. Ooh. Rules. Okay. Okay. You have to pick two. Okay. Drama. I'm gonna go with. Um, Fuck, dude. This is, like, hard, actually. Because a lot of the ones I'm thinking of were, for sure, 100%. Uh, I'm going to say Training Day. All right. Now, you don't have to pick both of them yet. Um, Chris, your first movie? Yeah. Um, I like Training Day because it was written by the guy whose last name is almost my name. David Ayer. <sighs> I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna go for uh, the movie Tombstone. Well, I thought the David Ayer thing was interesting, but fuck it, I guess, right? Fuck me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right, here we go. Reviewing our scores. Reviewing our scores. Training Day, seventy-two percent. So Troy, you're gonna be looking for a twenty-eight. Right. Tombstone, seventy-four percent. Okay. So Chris, you're gonna be looking for a twenty-six. Troy, you'll pick first because you have the most to make up. You're looking for a twenty-four percent. Honestly, the music makes it harder. Oh, yeah. That's what it's here for. <laughs> God damn it. It's like... Here, we have some music for oh, a different I band. Got it. I, uh, I got mine. I was going to put here. <laughs> um... My lord. Oh god, what a seizure. I <laughs> seizure something, seizure something is what I always say. Alright, so here we go. <laughs> I've never said that. I don't always say it. Um, 28%. Well, you do. Okay. You do. You do. Don't take it back. You say that shit all the time. That's how you answer the phone when I'm I I'm like covering up tattoos. <laughs> Fuck, man. I'm gonna go with um, the, the born... Oh, fuck. 
What's the one with uh, Jeremy Renner? I think it's just called Jason Bourne. Jason Bourne, yeah. I'm going to go with that. There, it, it, Jason Bourne might actually be the one that Matt Damon came back in. No, yeah, it is. I'm talking about the one with Jeremy Renner. It's the Bourne, the Legacy. Bourne something. The Bourne Legacy. Yeah, I'm going to pick the Bourne Legacy. Cool. I, I can look it up for us, too, if we're not sure. Okay. The Bourne Legacy. All right, Tombstone, 74%. Looking for a 26 Cloud Atlas. What is Cloud Atlas? <laughs> All right, here we go. I think we both overshot. I think Cloud Atlas has a bad one. Training Day, 72%. The Bourne Legacy, starring Jeremothy Renner, Jeremy. 55%. We're <laughs> over, we're over. We overshot here. Wow. Tombstone, 74%. Cloud Atlas, 67%. Totally. We overshot. Really? Cloud Atlas? 67%. Cloud Atlas isn't even in the same... It's like barely a movie compared to Tombstone. It's crazy. You know, the crazy thing about doing this Rotten Tomatoes thing is you have to, like, take into account were people... Did people... What was the movie trying to do? Did people care? Like, what... It, mm-hmm. You find out like decade by decade, reviews are so much weirder. Also, Cloud Atlas came out in 2012 when everyone in the world was a film reviewer versus Tombstone coming out when there's seven film reviewers. So if one of them says it's bad, it's like a 70. And um, it's so weird. So it's mm. it, there's a lot that can go in. But you know what? We're going to run it back and we're going to play one more. Okay. okay. Uh, we got to oh, get a cramps. winner. We got to get a winner before so we play the dad this. game. All right. We're going to try and build. Here we go. We talked about it earlier. This is one of my favorite categories. The perfect non-comedy starring a comedian. Oh, Ooh. yes. Perfect, Good. perfect okay. non-comedy starring a comedian. The perfect non-comedy starring a comedian. And you know what time it is. <laughs> time to loop it up and make you anxious. Uh, Chris, you pick first on this one. Um, perfect. I'm going to go with... Leonard Part 6, starring Bill Cosby. Okay. Oh, he just um, made this last year. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be crazy. <laughs> Let you see Leonard Part 7? Uh, <laughs> All right. Troy? Um, I'm going to go with... Um, Punch Drunk Love. All right, here we go. Let's review our a scores good movie. here. A good movie. Punch Drunk Love, 79%. So you're going for a 21 or less. Leonard, part six, nine. Yes. 9%. Yes. 9%. So Chris, you will pick first. You have more to make up. You're looking for a 91. Okay. Um, a non-comedy starring a comedian. I feel like I'm going to go with uh, the aforementioned Truman Show, please. What is the Truman Show? All right, Punch Drunk that, Love, seventy-nine. That's 79. kind of a comedy, though. Is it a comedy? I it is li- listed Show? as it is listed as a drama sci-fi. Oh, uh, okay. I could pick something else. No, I'm good. Whatever is listed as. Okay. Good. All right, so we're here at uh, seventy-nine. We're looking for a twenty-one percent, Troy. There's a movie. You might have to look it up for me. Yeah. But there's a movie, it's a... Uh, United 93? Is, I don't think that's... No, 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 no. Oh. It's a... Uh, fuck. 
I'm looking for a 21. You know what? I'll turn the music off so you can focus a little bit. Oh, I accidentally deleted it all together. We can't even play it again. I deleted it out of the whole thing. All right. 21. All the music? No, just that uh, <laughs> streaming loop of death. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, it's so it's very funny, Whoops. but it's also incredibly annoying. Yeah. Um, I'm right here. I'm going to go with uh, Vampire in Brooklyn. All right, here we go. Punch Drunk Love, 79%. Vampire in Brooklyn, 10%. That's an 89. That's an 89. That's a good score. That's a good score. Wow, good score. Who's in Vampire in Brooklyn? Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy. Leonard Part 6, 9%. The Truman Show, 95%. You shot it. You overshot it, Chris. You overshot it. Give me a break. <laughs> I got the so Truman excited, Show was, like, was yes, too good. Wait, my it math was is too good. You came wrong. very close. It was too good. Damn. Um, all right, Troy takes that one down. Well, we're closing this boy out with one more round of okay. Guess What Movie okay. Kyle's dad's describing him only seen Joe never having okay. heard of the movie okay. The Game. Oh, wow. Guess what movie trailer Kyle's dad is describing okay. having only watched the trailer okay. and never having okay. heard of wow. the movie game. So you guys know how this works. My dad watched a movie trailer. He describes the trailer. You have to guess what movie that trailer is for. Uh, are you guys ready? Here we go. Yes, sir. Okay. So they're listening to music in their helmets. Now a lot of quick shots of them on adventures. They have cameras themselves, too. It's colorful. He's an expert on it all. That's a weird hat to wear with a tuxedo. That's his son. They all match. There's a hot air balloon tied to a boat. He's going on a mission of revenge. Everything is right in the middle. The camera is moving in and out a lot. He said to just smile and sucker punch him. Everyone matching again. And that little rainbow guy. It's quiet out there tonight. Slowly walking down the stairs with everybody. How do we feel? Dude, I have no fucking Damn. idea. I Your could... dad... <laughs> Your I dad could... just... <laughs> Smell the coffee on your dad's breath just by listening to that somehow. <laughs> your dad describes these trailers like someone's narrating a dream I had. <laughs> like, I'm like, okay. what the fuck is happening? <laughs> that rainbow guy. They're all matching. I mean, they're matching. A weird hat for a guy weird wearing a tuxedo. Weird hat with a tuxedo. Yeah. I... A hot air balloon is attached to a boat. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a James Bond thing. I feel like I've seen that in a James Bond movie. Maybe, um, but it's not this one. Okay. Because um, that would also explain the tuxedo. We're going to have they're all together. Is it a Mission Impossible movie? Um, Is it an action movie? No. It's not. Mm. Is it a sci-fi movie? No. Is it a comedy? Is, it, is this a 
nope, that's a different part than I was thinking. Boy, this is a toughie. I gotta say, it didn't make any fucking sense. You guys ready? That yeah. Guy. We are looking for the life aquatic with Steve Zissou. Jesus! <laughs> God, now it seems so obvious. <laughs> How did it possibly seem obvious? Because they're, they're wearing, wearing the hat with the tuxedo. Suits. They're all matching. Well, it's his son. Well, I know that. But like, Didn't you hear the part where he said, is that Bill Murray underwater? Like, no, it was, I didn't. If I he, heard he that, I would have He didn't say that. He didn't say that. <laughs> he didn't say that at any point. I would have 100% got it. That's so funny because I was like, I didn't hear that either somehow. <laughs> that would be so great if it starts and my dad goes, oh, there's Bill Murray underwater hunting a shark with his son, Owen Wilson. <laughs> if I had heard uh, even just the tiniest bit of the music, then I could have, yeah. I would have gotten it. Well, uh, it's good music. Troy, yeah. thank you for, for coming on. Thank you for having never seen Mr. Smith Goes Dude. to Washington. Uh, yeah, that was really funny. That was so Troy, fun. That was fun to read. I would love so much to, to animate that script. It would be so fun. Dude, mm-hmm. how do uh, we do that? We should do if that. If you're listening, people I need particularly listening for that idea, email me. I have something for you. Um, but thank <laughs> you for being here, and please uh, let everyone know where to find you. Uh, I am Troy Walker ESQ. On Twitter and Instagram, Troy Walker-esque. And uh, otherwise, uh, doing the occasional Zoom show. Or I can almost always be found in my studio apartment in Los Angeles. Great. And you were saying, uh, what was the first, uh, I know the last four, what's the first five of your social? And Chris, Uh, uh, (laughs) (laughs) tell everyone where to find you as well. Uh, Yeah, please, uh, if you enjoy podcasts, I have a podcast called Sports Bullies the Game. It's an absurd comedy interview thing. It has nothing to do with sports uh, and even less to do with bullying. It is very, it's a poorly named fun time. Uh, And you can find me at Sharpie Comedy with a C-H for that Sharpie. Uh, Class platforms, but I don't post shit because shit's going on. So listen to the podcast. It's the only thing I'm doing. Great. Thank you guys very much. Thank you everyone for listening. Uh, find us on Twitter and Instagram and stuff. Never seen a show. Come join our Discord. I can't believe I'm saying that. It's the youngest I've ever felt. But we have a little chat room with like 70 or and a growing people who like the podcast. Whoa, and we, we've rules, a, we got a never seen it robot come or a before and after robot. Come play before and after robot. We're gonna be playing some other games. We got That's fun so stuff cool. planned. Find us there. We got merch. Blah blah. blah. Thank you guys for listening. Star Bands Audio, a podcast, <clears throat> a podcast network.